hey you, yee you, click the subscribe button. You are listening to the Ill-Advised Wise Guys podcast, starring Uche and QDZ. Yo, 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 we are the Ill-Advised Wise Guys, it's your boy Uche, I got my boy, who's not here, actually. But this is still the Ill-Advised Wise Guys podcast. You see what I did there? Um, thank you guys for pulling up on us once again. You know, I appreciate y'all, man. Shout out to everybody out there who checked out our last episode. Y'all really, really had a lot to say about our topic. So salute to everybody out there who pulled up into the YouTube comments, into the Instagram comments, into every comment out there and uh, showed us love or hate. You know how y'all do. Uh, <laughs> nonetheless... Uh, if you're new here, stay a while. If you've been here before, stay even longer. I want to make sure to uh, roll out the red carpet. We have a special guest taking over for QD, and it's maybe a permanent spot. You never know. Uh, it, it all depends on how it goes. Salute to Kristen Ayana. Say what's up. Hi, everybody. Thanks so much for having me on. Um, I'm super duper excited. And again, just really, I'm happy to be here. Definitely. But thank you for joining the episode, for sure. Uh, of course. First and foremost, I want to say, uh, you know, make sure if you're listening to this on an audio platform, hit that subscribe button, you know, stay to the end of the episode. If you're watching this on YouTube, hit that like button, hit that subscribe button. Get us to 600 subscribers. We're almost there. Salute to everybody out there who hit that subscribe button. You know, uh, it doesn't go unnoticed. But um, on to some church announcements. You know how we do it. it ain't Sunday, but, it's, you know, this is what we do on the episode slash podcast. Uh, y'all make sure to get over to Spotify, type in zero skips, one word. It's our playlist that we have. It features a lot of up-and-coming artists that you guys have maybe never heard of, but you definitely should. So y'all make sure to get over there. Uh, link in the description for the, for the, uh, for the playlist. And also, if you'd like to be on the playlist, if you're an artist uh, or a friend of an artist, make sure to hit our email, zeroskips at illadvisedwiseguys.com, or DM us on Instagram and uh, get in contact with us. But uh, on to the topics. This is what we're talking about on the episode. First, we're going to get to know Ayana. Uh, I'm sorry, Chris and Ayana a little bit more. Really, really dope up and coming creator. I'm really interested to really get y'all to know her background and myself as well uh but after that we're going to get into this whole sped up era there's an era going on guys it's it's kind of annoying for some it's maybe exciting to maybe some others but uh there's been a lot of songs that have been getting sped up uh it's a real tiktok wave going on we're going to get into a discussion as to whether or not this is a trend that's here to stay whether it's a trend that's about to be done uh, and also what it's doing to the rest of the music industry, you know, is our original songs getting diluted. We're going to get down to the nitty gritty. After that, we're going to talk about uh, women in rap slash hip hop. Is there too much competition? We've seen Lotto taking shots at uh, potential shots at Corey Ray. We've seen Nicki taking shots at Meg Thee Stallion. We've seen a lot of uh, chippiness going on. That's what I'm going to call it. Uh, we're going to get into, like, is that actually doing, I would say, a disservice to the women 
in music in general? Like, is, is that type of distraction something that's helping or hurting the women? I'm glad we have a woman here on this episode to actually talk about this. Listen, y'all can get off our back now. We we pulled up. I know, I know this is like post Women's Month, but it is what it is. We we pulled up in the clutch. <laughs> Shout out to Kristen. Uh, but but first, let's get into uh, your background, Kristen. So. First and foremost, how you doing this evening slash afternoon? I'm good, you know, feeling good, living better. <laughs> I hear that. Living better as how? in as in like, you know, you're 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 driving your dream car, you're 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 living the life, or are you still like hungry out there and working towards goals? We what are we talking about? We still working towards goals, <laughs> you know. Every day is a grind, but we're blessed and we definitely are seeing the rewards for our hard work. So that Absolutely. is the space. I, I want to give a little background real quick before we get into your, um, your background. Cause like I, I was telling you earlier, I found you on Instagram. You know, this is a lot of times how I connect with people. And, uh, I was really, really impressed at a platform that I stumbled upon called black talk radio. And uh, I had to hit follow. You know, I like when people highlight black ev- anything and everything in a, in a dope and interesting way. And lo and behold, found out you were the person behind the brand. And I know you do yeah. so much more as well. So if you could right. kind of introduce yourself to our audience and uh, just tell us a little bit about, you know, your, your upbringing and what got you into this lane of being a content creator because I know it's a very hard grind. So mm-hmm. talk to us. Like you mentioned, my name is Kristen Ayana. I'm from Jersey, big Jersey. Don't play with us. Um, <laughs> my background, my both my parents are Jamaican. So I feel like out the gate, you just come out confident because Jamaicans, if you know, you know, like we're the most confident group of people. Um, so how I got into the industry, let's see. Um, in high school, I, my senior year, I had a cousin and she went to Rutgers, Rutgers, uh, Newark, you know, she was studying like journalism. Um, at the time she was a part of a radio show on that college station called Island Mix Radio. Um, and basically what that, you know, show was about was just the experience of college kids from like the POV of being Caribbean, right? So like for mm-hmm. a lot of guests that we had or a lot of the hosts, like they were like first generation, um, you know, going to college and just like different things about the culture that we would discuss. So I started doing that. Um, I really loved it. Shout out to everyone on that show. And this was my senior year of high school, like I mentioned. So then I went on to college and the college that I chose, um, I chose it because number one, they gave me the most money, but number two, they had a radio station. So I mm. knew out out the gate, like I wanted to have my own radio show when I got to college. And the college I went to was called Drew University. It's a small liberal arts college in Jersey. Mm. Okay. So it's a oh, headline. It's a PWI. So predominantly white institution. So I get to college now and I want to start my show. Um, nervous, still trying to come up with a name, still trying to decide what I'm going to talk about. But I landed with, black talk radio and i graduated college 2021 so i've had my show for like a minute now 
um, six years actually. So I start my show and I start off with a co-host, like one of my friends. And at this time I was also studying media and communications. Cause again, mm-hmm. like I just knew I wanted to be in the field of journalism because I had, you know, a little bit of that experience my senior year of high school with that radio station. And also during my senior year of high school, I created my own YouTube channel. Um, so I would do like vlogs, interviews and all that stuff. So now I have my own radio show at college, um, Black Talk Radio. You know, I'm doing it like every week. Um, And when I first started, I wasn't interviewing anybody. So I was just talking about different topics that related to like, you know, being black and in college. Then I started interviewing like a couple people on campus. Then it led to, okay, I love music. Like music is my baby. Um, I've always been into hip hop, rap. dance hall reggae all that so then i started bringing like local rappers um to come on my show so now they're pulling up to the school then i was like okay but like because i go to the pwy i'm like i want to make it a little bit more fun like i want to bring a little bit more flavor so now we start having like open mics um and concerts and i'm bringing like all these rappers these singers and they're all black of course you know, to this institution. And it's like, okay, not only the black kids are coming and enjoying my events, but like I have other races as well. So that was Black Talk Radio in college. 2021, I graduate. Now, when I was doing like online school and stuff like that, I was doing like virtual interviews, the Instagram lives, you know, similar to like a lot of other media outlets. Right. Funny enough, um, I interviewed some dope people during that time. I interviewed Lola Brooke. Um, oh, wow. Dope. Yeah in 2020 so shout out to her i'm you know i'm love seeing her growth because that's someone i was following for a minute so 2021 now i then moved to a local station um in jersey called tap in radio it's like an online like online station and i'm going there every week and i'm doing my show i'm doing like virtual interviews but i'm also doing like in-person interviews and i'm also talking about topics then that station got shut down because the building got bought out So now this is September, October of 2022. So I'm like, okay, the building got bought out. The owner doesn't know what he's going to do. He's trying to figure it out. But like, I can't stop doing my show. Like, that's just no option for me. Right. So I'm like, I could curse. Uh, What? Of course. This this is the (laughs) ill-advised wise guy. We got to tell everybody this because like, that's what this is for. Safe space to get your shit off. To get your shit off. (laughs) Got it. So I'm like, fuck it. Like at the end of the day, I have to, I still have to do my show. Like I can't stop. So then I'm like trying to find a studio space that I could, you know, do my show. So I'm looking all over Jersey, like shout out to my mom. She really was like, you know, helping me along this process. Like, so I finally found it, found a place. um, And now that's the current space that I'm in. And I've been able to really just make it my own, you know. It's a, it's and a yeah, dope, you got just, a you got a dope vibe. You got a dope vibe. I I, I encourage everybody out there to go to her. Um, you. you know, go to gotta go to Black Black Talk Radio. It's at on Instagram, just one word, right? Black Talk Radio. Right. Black Talk Radio. Yeah, go to Black Talk and Radio. Yeah. Y'all check out her the the intention behind the whole brand and what's what's set up. But yeah, go ahead. Yeah, so I got you know, this space now where I've been conducting interviews and things of that nature. And it's really been going up. Like I said, I'm a big music girl, so I'm still interviewing a lot of music artists, um, Mm -hmm. but I'm also tapping into different lanes as well. Last night, I just interviewed um, Fame. She is, you know, a popular manager 
out of New York. Um, she has her own brand called the Intro Experience. So I got to chop it up with her. Um, we've had Breezy on our show, who has like the viral Bad Bitches song. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, yeah. She's a new rapper out of the Bronx. So we've really just been going up. So that's everything in regards to Black Talk Radio. Aside from Black Talk Radio, I've also, you know, worked other places and have other experience in the industry. So I guess you could say like my nine to five, I work in daytime television. So um, when I first graduated in 2021, I worked for the Nick Cannon daytime talk show um, oh, in wow. Harlem. Wow. And then I was, a, I was a digital production assistant. So I did like, you know, all of the social media for the show along with my boss. Now that show got canceled um, April, in April of 2022, I want to mm-hmm. say. Wasn't that the show where he he had to deliver the news that he had lost one of his his, yes. his ba- I remember that. Like I, I remember that very clearly. Yeah, yeah, literally everyone was crying for the yeah. whole day at work. That's crazy. That's crazy. <laughs> um, so I was working there and then that show got canceled. Um, so I spent like that summer, you know, just really working with Black Talk Radio. We got to cover some like amazing um music festivals like Broccoli City. Um, I covered a Juneteenth festival in Jersey. At Broccoli City Fest, I was able to, you know, like interview Tim's, which I was really excited about. And then just recently, August of 2022, mm-hmm. I got a position as a digital associate producer for Sherry, um, which is the talk show that I'm currently at now. And Sherry replaced the Wendy Williams show. I've been there since August. And we recently, my department, like the digital team, we just got nominated for an Emmy. So, oh wow, congratulations! Congratulations on that. I'm sure you had a a, a major part of that. You know, is, is being on the team and you're yeah, you're well traveled. You're well traveled in in the in 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 all spectrums of media. You know, I wanted to. I know you gave us like the the chronological rundown order, on, and I and I and I and I love that you lined it out like that. Um, but mm-hmm. I think for some people listening, you know, that might sign, it might sound like, you know, it was easy. I know you didn't allude to it being easy, yeah. but like, I want to talk about like the grind, like, oh, yeah, I, I want to talk about like the, the, the things that actually happened in between you getting mm-hmm. this gig to, to the, to the next gig. And, and also what keeps you motivated? Cause I know a lot of mm-hmm. times, like, you know, we, you know, a lot of people have, especially these days, right? Like a lot of people have dreams to be a digital creator, content creator, whatever that even mm-hmm. means. People just want to be viral and TikTok famous. You know, it's, it's right. a lot of that going on, but nobody really talks about and goes into real depth about the work, the the, mm-hmm. the desire, the, you know, all of the steps that go into making that happen. So like what keeps you motivated to even, you know what I'm saying? Go from Nick Cannon to, or actually to start, you had this this dream in, in college and in high school, and then to kind of keep mm-hmm. taking those steps to to get where you are right now. And I know this is you ain't at the final step, but what keeps you motivated? Right. You got to be passionate about it, right? I feel like, it, and I know it probably sounds like cliche, but if you are pa- passion is what's gonna be is gonna be the end all be all when trying to make it, especially in like entertainment. I remember in college, like I, I did a semester in 2020, I did a semester in LA and I was interning for Power 106 FM. So that's like the top, you know, hip hop station, dream internship. Mm-hmm. 
and I was yeah. interning at I was interning at AfterBuzz TV, but both internships were unpaid, and I would take classes at night. So it's like I was working five days a week for free and taking classes at night, and I couldn't even get like a regular job. So you can understand what I'm about to say when I was broke. B R O. You gotta spell now, it out for us, yo. They know how to spell broke. Like, come on now. <laughs> especially, especially the broke people. They know exactly how to spell broke. Trust me. So it's like, but what I will say, and I know everyone's situation is different. I'm very grateful for my family, my support system. I have people, you know, in my family that would send me money and right. believed in me and believed in my dreams to help me mm. during those times. But you know, what keeps me motivated is just this is what I wanted. Like I'm, I'm a Sag. I'm a little bit into astrology, and I think because I'm a Sagittarius, it's like, once we say we're going to do something, we just going to do it. Like I have tunnel vision. I knew, okay, I'm going to go to college. I'm going to study this. I'm an intern. That's going to get yep. me to where I need to go. And it's crazy to me. Cause I feel like I haven't even touched the surface. Honestly, like I'm really just getting started. I'm going to echo that I... for you. I'm going to echo that <laughs> for you. I, I see it. I see it for you. I see what you're doing. You know, you have a lot of intangible qualities clearly that allow you to kind of like, you know, get to where you at right now, but allow you to keep ascending. Like, and we gonna mm -hmm. get to it too, because are you you? I'm a, I, I'm not I'm not quite gonna call you Carmen San Diego like you all around the the world quite, <laughs> but like we gonna have to maybe get to that because you at every festival, I see it, especially the ones over there in the New York area, you know. Yeah. And I'm and I'm I would assume. There's a lot of networking going on at those types of events. Oh, yeah. And this sure. is what the the people who are trying to do what you do, they don't really see that part. They don't really hear about that part. Yeah, you know, they okay. just kind of see, you know, the content come out. And they're like, oh, damn, like, she got another one. Oh, damn, that's another episode. That's that. But they don't see the behind-the-scenes work that you do and, mm -hmm. and even I do and what the people who are creating yeah. content, they don't really see that. But that's arguably is probably the most important part to kind of keep oh, going yeah. and what keeps you you got a lot of miles on you yo you not in that way but you know what i mean like as far as going around and talking to people kissing babies and shaking hands i feel like you're doing that a lot you running for office <laughs> or something like is that what we doing but um to you know answer your question and just to talk about networking i'm just gonna lead with be nice and be genuine i think being in entertainment a lot of people feel like you have to network to get something out of it. I've met like, you know, some big name people and I have their connections, their phone numbers, because like I was just genuine and I was just myself. And I feel like if it's meant to be a connection, then it will be. And if it's not, it's not. And I also want to stress the importance of networking across. That's very, 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 very important. I've had people I've met in college that, you know, were just in college like me. And like, now they work at, like one of my closest friends, like she works at Atlantic, you know, mm. one of the like biggest labels for hip hop and rap. That's, that's a great quote unquote networking connection. But I met her in college when we studied abroad together and like, we just became friends. Like, yeah, we both like media, but that wasn't like the sole purpose of our relationship. Like be yourself. And I think the connections that you make and also how you approach people is very important. Even if like for, okay, I'm going to say from like a journalist perspective, because that's really like my main, you know, field. Um, yeah. Even when it 
like reaching out to people for like interviews and stuff, you know, come correct. Um, I would say reach out and say first hello, because a lot of people don't do that. Let's start there. <laughs> okay. Let's okay. Um, okay. Yeah. You know, whether, whether you're inquiring about a music artist or a content creator, show that you've done the work to actually understand their content or understand right. their music. Um, so don't make your pitch super general. Like let's let's you know show that okay, like I really been following you or whatever the case may be, and you know just don't be overbearing. Like there's and I think a lot of people also don't know this. There's a lot of times I've reached out to people to do interviews and I was told no, um, you know, or I didn't get a response at all. But that's just the name of the game, right? You just have to keep going. There's been times I've interviewed people when they were at a certain level and they've gotten higher up and then they didn't want to do an, they didn't want to do an interview. So mm-hmm. it's just like don't feel entitled and just know like when it's your time, it's your time. You giving game <laughs> to the to the people. Um we experience that a lot, you know, I uh mm-hmm. you know, the the whether it's the responses and you know from the managers, the the no responses, right. the, you know, I mean, I, when you're on this journey, that's what you're going, you're going to go through that. So it is what it is. It's one of those things where that's the game. The game is the game. It is. You and know? to be honest, I've also um, had an experience where like, maybe I've sent the email to a, you know, a person's team and they never responded, but then I seen them at an event and, you know, I've connected with them and I said, and they had their talent, their artists with them. And I was like, you know, hey, can I just do like a quick interview? And they were like, oh, yeah, sure. No problem. Because you also got to remember, too, being in entertainment, being in the industry is that everyone for a lot of times is overwhelmed and really busy. Of course. So like course. just because somebody doesn't respond to your email also, don't take it too personal. Because I'm telling you, like I literally emailed this person and they didn't respond. And then when I met them, they were super nice. <laughs> and then I got to interview their artists. So they probably really just genuinely didn't see my email or meant to respond and like forgot. Like, you know, so give people grace because we're all human as well. 100%. I, I, I like that advice. I like that advice. Because I want to, I want to get into where you kind of see yourself going, which we'll get into after. But first, I got to mm-hmm. ask you a tough question. This is the ill-advised wise guy. I got to ask you a tough one. Okay, this is okay. tough. I'm just letting you know. Mm-hmm. With your I'm brand, ready. with your brand being called Black Talk Radio, mm-hmm. do you ever feel? Like you are blocking your blessings when it comes to who you work with. Like, has it ha, ha, has that like focused view on obviously uplifting black people, you know, mm-hmm. has that kind of in a weird way worked against you in a sense? Do you feel that way or or is it just I don't really care? I got tunnel vision. I'm trying to highlight black people. Like, what what are your thoughts on that? Honestly, I don't really care. Like, um, <laughs> there we go. Get you. <laughs> I like that. I like that. I think also a part of like being a journalist is to knowing what you're going to cover and what you're not going to cover. There's journalists that strictly only write about music and only write ab- or only write about beauty. I don't yeah. think they're blocking blessings. I think as goes back to passion, it's yes. what you're passionate about. And I always say this too, respectfully, anybody that comes on my show. I'm going hard for them. Like, I'm not that, I'm I'm not just bringing anybody up there. So I think because of that, I know like this is my calling and this is what I was meant to do. Um, so until God tells me otherwise, 
you know, I'm going to just stick with it. I remember in the beginning, especially because I started this at college, I would get comments like, oh, why is it called Black Talk Radio? Like, don't you think that's so problematic? And I'm just like, I don't like. And it's not to even say that, like, you have to be black to consume the content, right? Because you don't. Of course. Of course. I mentioned before, I have people of all races, you know, enjoying our interviews and things of that nature. I mean, look, like, there's BT, so why can't they be Black Talk Radio? Do y'all know what BT Listen, stands for? We, Black we, we Entertainment know. Yeah, you're you right. You're right. You're 100% right. I mean, you're, you're on point. But I will say this, though. I mean, to mm-hmm. be fair, to be fair, yeah. uh, if I'm not mistaken, BT ain't owned um, by no black person. And... <laughs> And I know historically, yes, there's been a focus on black people, but I don't think like everything has been in terms of who they give opportunities to and people getting on the network. Like it's not all black people. Right. I could think about shows like that show, The Game, you know, the football show back in the day, you know, a couple white people on there. But like, you know, they but now like what I'm what I'm saying is like there is talent that is not black and it's still on the network. So I was just curious, you know, what you thought about that. And I'm open to that as well, but it, again, it just has to make sense to me and make sense yeah. to my audience. I would bring, you know, a person that's not black on my show if, you know, I felt like they were impactful in our culture. Like, mm. for example, one of you know someone I really look up to, like, just wholeheartedly, and I got to meet her a couple months ago, Angie Martinez. She's not black. Oh wow. Yeah. But the thing is, like, what she has done for black culture and, you know, how she has moved within the hip hop industry is like, to me, that's someone, if given the opportunity, I would bring on my show because, like, when I say black talk radio, our, our headline is also black culture, black news, and black entertainment. So within black culture, there are sub, there are subdivisions. And that's a good point. That's a good point. I, you know, I just had to ask that because I'm, I'm sure there's people out there who maybe are thinking this, you know, right. or, or maybe wondering. But no, I respect it though. I respect it. You 100 percent right about the other cultures of that are adjacent. I call it adjacent to hip hop, adjacent to mm. black culture. Is a reason why people say black and brown very heavily right. these days. Like it's there's a reason for it. So, um. Yeah. Yeah, no, that's that's dope. That's dope. And but so with that being said, obviously mm-hmm. you do you have a you have a platform, Black Talk Radio. You talked about the fact that you now have a studio. You get people coming up there. Mm-hmm. You interview them. Um, you know, you talked about the fact that you on the Sherry Shepherd show from a nine to five standpoint. You getting nominated. At least your team is getting nominated for the contributions yeah. for Emmys, and it may be too early. And I'm not about to sit here and ask you your five year plan because that this ain't it ain't that deep. But I do want to kind of know like, yo, where do you see this going? I really want Black Talk Radio to continue growing, um, and I want us to be able to grow digitally where we're reaching a wider audience. So that's like really something I'm focusing on now. And I think once you know we're able to reach a wider audience and just really get that necessary growth, that we can be you know collaborating with a bigger network to do bigger broadcasts. So really just going and expanding my brand is really my goal for myself. Um, and I really want to get to the, the the point where like, that's all I could focus on is black talk mm. radio. That That's my goal. I'm glad you, I'm glad you, uh, you have bigger aspirations. Cause I feel like you keep working and you keep, 
you know, doubling and tripling down on what you're already doing. I mean, it's it honestly it's the inevitable. You know, I feel like Thanks. you got the passion. I feel like you got you got the um you have the desire, you know, and I think uh, I think that's where it starts. But most importantly, you ha- it seems like you work extremely hard. Sometimes it almost appears you don't sleep, like I mentioned before. But that's actually a good thing. You got to work so hard to the point where people don't think you sleep. I think that th- there's something to like people not thinking you sleep. That means you working hard. Like it really does. Okay, I'll take that. I'll take that as a compliment. But what I will say <laughs> is I do sleep. I do believe. I do believe in rest because if you don't let your body rest, if you don't give your yourself space, it will show in your work. If you're constantly working and cranking out content as a creative, you don't have time to sit back on it and let it breathe and yeah. you're not thinking in a creative way so i think sleep and rest is good for that but also just for your body and if you keep going 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 and don't take a break then your body's going to force you to take a break and by the time your body forces you to take a break it might be too late so my mother always says um prevention is better than cure so with that being said make sure y'all get that rest facts facts i feel like everybody's mom said that shout out to all the moms out there yo matter of fact mother's day is coming up but uh salute to you now uh you ready to get into some topics i am i am let's let's get it going next topic Mm -hmm. uh has the sped up era of music almost diluted uh what's happening right now you know i feel like you know we're at a very interesting era of music where i it almost feels like we've become slaves of tiktok you know every everyone has has to somehow succumb to the tiktok drug tiktok has become a drug guys like whatever tiktok says artists fans labels everybody gotta comply i'm sorry I'm here to possibly take a stand on this because I ain't going to say this shit got to stop. I'm just saying we got to really question how influential a particular era of music is and what it's actually doing to, you know, the original songs. I bring this up because mm-hmm. recently, Miguel, I know you guys all remember Miguel, you know, the all I want is you, you know, everybody knows Miguel's short thing. Right. You know, who doesn't love Miguel? Miguel got like a couple classic songs that like you better know or right. we take in your black card. Not you because you black out radio. We ain't talking about you. You know who Miguel is. We talking about the other people. All right. <laughs> but uh, nah, like Miguel recently had a song, his sure thing song re-entered the Billboard Top 100. Um, this obviously happened over 10 years after the song originally dropped. And, uh, a lot of people are curious as to why that happened. But if you really look into the details, this is due to TikTok. And mm-hmm. the reason why it's due to TikTok is because of the new wave that really has been introduced. I would say at the start of 2023, and this is whole sped up movement. It, it literally is a movement of songs that are just simply pitched up and, chipmunked out right like think about your your alvin and the chipmunks your your favorite artist is sounding like alvin and the chipmunks and the song is 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 high pitched right and it's because a lot of users on tiktok are demanding this for content's sake you know they want they want these sounds in the back of their videos they want these sounds while they at their lunch room in in, in college or in high school and 
You know, this is what they yeah. want. And so my question, you know, to you, Kristen, is and, do you, number one, do you see this wave of music continuing? And then also, secondly, you know, what is this doing to to music? You know, are we are we diluting the original songs themselves? Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, is is it a good thing or is it a bad thing? What, what are your thoughts on it? I have a bunch of thoughts on this. So what I will say, I'm going to start with TikTok and music. I'm going to just start there first. TikTok is a really big platform, and I think it has pros and cons for artists. I had um, a manager on my show last night, and we just had to talk about TikTok. She literally told me, like, if you're getting signed to a label today, right now, you got to do three TikToks every day. And they're not playing with you. Like, that's your homework. Like, get up there, figure it out, and you got to do three TikToks a day. So TikTok, especially in the music industry, has become, like, at the top. I went to an event about a month ago at Google, and the VP of Columbia Records was there, and she spoke. And she mentioned how, but the issue with TikTok is that it's not translating. So your song could be Mm. viral on TikTok, and it's the most used sound or whatever the case may be, but people don't know who you are. And they not, and they also not stopping to go to Spotify, Apple Music to listen to the full song. So the trans the translation from the app to what really matters as an artist can get lost. Mm. So that's the issue with that. But in the same vein, if you want to be you have kind of got to be in it to win it right it's like a lottery also the tiktok algorithm is something that is still very hard for a lot of people to study and understand including myself yeah. so it's like it's 50 50 like you could upload your song to tiktok and it goes viral and then it doesn't translate and nobody knows who you are and nobody listens to it on on dsps or you can upload it and it goes viral and they do listen and it does translate and it does do well on DSPs. So it's a 50-50 game. And I think another thing with TikTok is every time you post, you're automatically getting shown to new people versus other social platforms like Twitter and Instagram, where for the most part, the people that are seeing your content are people that already follow you. So if I'm an artist and I want to gain new listeners, ah, fuck it, I might have to go up there and make them three TikToks a day. Yeah, real talk. Yeah. So that's that's just my viewpoint on TikTok and music. Now, as mm. far as TikTok and the sped up versions of songs, I'm going back to my point of it not translating. Because there's been times where people have listened to the sped up version of, on TikTok, and that's the only version they know. And they go to DSPs and it's not there. Well, guess what? I don't care because it's not that version and I don't want to hear it. This is also <laughs> why we speak we also, but the good thing is, we also see a lot of artists now literally uploading the sped up version on DSPs so that they can get those streams and that fans can listen to it. Do I think it messes up the art of music? Honestly, no, because over the past years, we've had chopped and screwed versions. And I really just think it's another level of that. I also think. For the people that want to listen to the original, they will. Mm-hmm. Um, I, and what I will say with the sped up version on TikTok, TikTok, it can introduce a younger generation and new audiences to that artist specifically. That's a <laughs> that's an interesting, well rounded take. I, I will say, uh, you made a lot of good points. You made a lot of good points because I, I do think 
attack this from two different angles. One is right. the business, quote unquote, business slash music industry side of things. And then the other mm-hmm. is the artistic consumption, how the music is received and how it was in- in- originally intended to be received, that kind of thing. They don't necessarily both have to be true to exist, but um, which is why I'm saying you make some really good points, you know, from a business standpoint. Honestly, b- the nature of business is supply and demand, right? Mm-hmm. If we are, if, if if users are on TikTok, which we know is the driving factor of artists these days, and the one that's really moving the needle for a lot of mm-hmm. brands and um, artists, if the users are requesting, because I'm telling you, like the users on TikTok are demanding artists put out mm-hmm. sped up versions of their song. It, it ain't even negotiable. They holding artists hostage at this point, which and that's what <laughs> led to the labels having to release official sped up songs because if you guys Correct. remember like before it was like uh, it would be like unofficial versions of these sped up songs that would be released but now mm-hmm. they putting out the official ones and i just think it's kind of interesting but I, but again from a business standpoint supply and demand you got to make sure to feed the people who are demanding it if they need it go get it go get right. your stream on the other side of things from an artistic standpoint from a mm-hmm. um consumption standpoint how to interpret music and what it was intended to be interpreted i do feel like there is something to let's say for example kendrick lamar we we all know kendrick puts a lot of thought and effort into the music that he Mm. releases to the world you know he only dropped like uh every five years every six years right he going off and living life and he puts his heart blood sweat effort everything he has into the music that we ultimately hear only mm-hmm. for someone to speed it up because some tiktok youngins want to put it in their mm-hmm. video it's like okay i get it yeah that's what y'all want but is it really are you really listening to it from the from the lens of what the artist wanted you to hear it from and that's really where i think this okay, is an interesting I, I conversation you get what i mean it's like you're manipulating the sound you're manipulating the sound, and which, which, by the way, you brought up another good point. Chopped and screwed—that's what was happening then. So I'm not saying there isn't a market for it. Clearly, if people want to listen to sped up music, go for it. You know, if that's your thing, do your thing. Like, I just think it's kind of interesting that like it's become damn near mandatory for mm. artists to put out sped up versions of their music, and I think that is where the slippery slope is. Before it was like, all right, this is this is unofficial. There's a segment of people who maybe want to hear high pitch BPMs that's way up there. Great. Right. A lot of people like EDM music. I know you from Jersey and y'all 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 listen to a lot of like sped up Jersey music Club. as well, right? Jersey Club. It's funny because mm-hmm. I know Lil Uzi is from Philly. Philly. But there's a lot of there's a lot of like interesting dynamics mm. between Philly and Jersey. And I would I personally, I mean, all respect to Uzi. Personally, I would have expected a song like Just Wanna Rock to come from somebody who's probably from Jersey. But neither here nor there. Everybody can 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 take their um influence and inspirations how they right. want to do it. But it's funny, you know, Uzi came out with Just Wanna Rock. I don't think it's a coincidence, right? That people seem to be really craving sped up music these days and it's not i mean you think about it like sped up music it's like nobody really want to hear slowed now it's like we want to move you know and it's again it's no coincidence that beyonce dropped beyonce Mm -hmm. dropped an album 
Drake dropped an album. A lot mm-hmm. of these beats is sped up. It seems like that's what people want. We're just in that era. Um, and even I know like when Beyonce made that Instagram post about Renaissance and like what the project meant to her and why she released it, she was like, you know, I just wanted people to feel good. Like I wanted people to get up and dance. And I think, you know, coming out of the pandemic and, you know, just all the bullshit that we went through as a society, people want music that's honestly fun and feel good. So I think that's where a lot of this this, this sped up stuff comes from also. You know, I try not to sound like the old grumpy man in the room, but <laughs> at, a, at a certain, because I'm really not that old, but it, it's at a certain point where it's like, you know, you start to realize that like kids really drive music. Like teenagers, 100%. When I say kid, I mean like youngins, like the teenagers, those are the ones who keep the music fresh. It's like whatever it is that they want, people are generally going to conform because that's what the new wave is. We want, everybody wants to figure out how to stay fresh. Because they are the more um, like bigger consumer. Like you could be probably, you know, in your thirties and forties and you could really love a new artist, but like, are you going to love them to the point where you're going to go to their concert when the tickets is $500 versus a teenager, you know, the way teenagers like consume content is a little bit more, I don't, for lack of a better word, a little bit more obsessive. So they're going to find that $500 to go to that concert versus... (laughs) A grown ass adult might be like, okay, I like you, but girl, I don't like you that much. Like, I got real bills. <laughs> so I think we're also in that era as well. Cause I even what? remember when I was young, um, in middle school and like high school, like I loved Nicki Minaj. Like Nicki Minaj literally follows me on Twitter because I was a barb, like die hard. Wow. So it's like at that age is where for artists. And for that age group is where you're going to get your quote unquote stands, your diehards. So it's also why people try to appeal to that group. Damn, you're a barb. Yo, y'all are, yo, y'all are insane, yo. Are you, oh, so you're a reformed barb. Is that what it is? Past life. <laughs> Past life. Thank you. Yo, you took, you traded in your badge. You traded in your barb badge. <laughs> Yeah, Yo, before, did you get your you know, did you get your pension? Did you get your bar pension? Like you, you retired. <laughs> I'm retired. Yeah, I'm retired. I will say this because you're you're right about the consumption aspect. Like the the youngins really mm-hmm. are the people who stream the music. But I gotta I gotta disagree a little bit because I don't feel like the kids are the ones who really spending the money. Like I don't think I don't think like they're the ones that's like buying the like actually have the money to spend on the merch and really spend on and and i mean like i get Mm -hmm. it like you can ask your parents like okay cool give me give me a ticket most likely they're gonna say no but you know what i mean (laughs) i'm talking about the people with the actual money is usually people who actually have a career who actually have the money themselves i don't i don't know if artists should be thinking about relying on be getting support financially from you know the demographic of fans who are kids like is that really sustainable like i don't i don't even know if that's really a, a thing 50 it's like again back to my 50 50 like it could work but it could not work i honestly personally think like the sweet spot for artists if they are new and trying to get like that you know support is like people in their 20s 30s because like mm. 
these are the people like again i bought drake tickets i love drake right i'm i'm 24 um did i i didn't pay i paid 200 dollars. i got lucky don't ask me how my friend did it for me when i was at work i got good seats we praise god <laughs> but again i know a lot of my friends who are around my age they paid higher prices like the 500 and up so i think you know to your point as well like relying on kids does get tricky because they're fucking kids at the end of the day and that's what i'm saying it's like are they really the so when artists to to kind of like close out the topic so when artists are putting out songs mm -hmm. that are sped up trying to feed an, a group of fans who are likely kids or a majority mm -hmm. of them are kids it's like all right y'all gonna get the streams but like to your earlier point are those songs on TikTok truly converting? You just capitalizing on this wave, and but this wave is going to be gone. And that's where I'm asking that question. It's like, yeah. yo, how, how long will this sped up wave of music even last? Because personally, I feel like it's going to die out like by the end of the year. I don't think it's going to last. Just like a lot of these trends and phases. I'm not, I'm not saying it's going to go away totally. I think it won't last either. I, th I don't see it being as popular. Yeah, like it's the thing for right now, but I don't I don't see it being like this sustainable thing that, for example, if you're an up and coming artist, yeah, you might want to put up a put out a sped up song just because that's what the people are doing. But like, I don't know if you should feel threatened that <laughs> you're going to need to continue to do this for the rest of your career. I guess that's what I'm really getting at. I don't know. OK, yeah, I feel yeah. that. What do you guys think? Because uh, sped up music is what it is. I mean, Kim Petras just dropped a song with Nicki Minaj. Yo, the people mm -hmm. on TikTok were going crazy. They were like, yo, I thought you was dropping the sped up song. What what happened? They ended up releasing about four different versions of the same song. That I think it's called Alone. I don't know. What do you guys think? Drop them uh drop them thoughts in the comments. Make sure to engage with us on social media when we put these clips out. Let's move on to the next topic. Are women too competitive? <laughs> Yeah, listen, I told you right now, I'm excited to have a woman in the building because, like, you know, I, you know, at a certain point, it kind of gets exhausting, you know, talking mm -hmm. about women's business without a woman in the room. And, I, you know, I would assume women feel the same way about men's business. I'm going to make the assumption. Right. I don't know. <laughs> However, I noticed um, mainly in rap, but in music in particular, you know, mm -hmm. a lot of women... Uh, seem to be threatened by the existence of other women. And it's like, I get it. Like, competition is the name of the game when it comes to hip-hop in general. Hip-hop was built on competition. Battle rap, like, dudes right. going back and forth. We know the MC, it's a, it's a showmanship that goes with being a rapper in general so i am not i'm not saying competition shouldn't be there i believe it should exist in terms of like how women are i would say damn they're getting distracted by the bs you know i'm thinking about recent situations like lotto dissing coil array allegedly they fought who knows i'm not into it i don't even really know if this is a thing i just know what i heard um Nicki minaj dissing uh meg the stallion you heard about that, right? Uh, yeah, I did. I heard about it. There's a lot yeah. of just what I would call it cattiness among the top when it comes right. to female rap. And I'm curious. Uh, I'm going to kick this to our resident insider <laughs> <laughs> on female rap, Kristen Ayana. Mm -hmm. 
Why are y'all so petty? <laughs> you know, I'm gonna be honest, and I really don't think the girls are petty. I think yeah. the fans are petty. Let's mm, start. With, let's okay. Start, let's start with the fans. Like I'm gonna talk about Nikki, and I'm gonna talk about Megan Thee Stallion, or we could talk about Nikki, and we could talk about Little Kim. We could talk about Nikki, or we could talk about Remy Ma. But what mm-hmm. the issue is is that you know we have these artists, and they are in the public eye, and Social media is like corrupt. Like the fans are crazy. Like they like drama. Um, you know, stan culture is really intense and the fans will literally brainwash the artists to believe certain things and then beef has then begun. Um, mm. but what I will say, I actually think female rap is like taking a turn. Like Nikki has had problems with multiple people and that's just gonna be like a thing like it is what it is she's the common denominator and i'm not even going to get into that the weeds of that but what i will say no don't listen listen i know you're <laughs> sorry I gotta, I gotta say this i know you're i know you retired your barb uh badge if you will uh-huh. it's a, in a former life but mm-hmm. i thought i thought i heard once a barb always a barb is that not true no i love nikki i love her music but i i wish that nikki minaj would like know that she's nikki minaj Mm, okay. All right. I feel like sometimes she doesn't, and I feel like a lot of her of her fans can relate to that. Um. So, like, I don't even think like she should be like in arguments with people, for lack of a better word, that are just coming up in the industry or below her. Like, mm. for example, the Beyonce when and uh, Khalees issue when like that whole thing unraveled in regards to Beyonce and her album. What did Beyonce do? She just fixed the situation. Didn't say anything. And moved on. So I think silence sometimes is golden. In regards to like the Coil Array and um, Lotto, I really don't think Lotto was trying to diss her. Like at first when I heard it, it did struck me funny because it's like, why did you mention her name? But like the line is smoking on a smoking on a blunt big as Coil Array. So she's like right. insinuating she's smoking on a blunt that's big as how much of a big star Coil Array is. And Coil Array thought she was talking about her body. But in the same vein, it's like we all know like Coil Array has been attacked online like multiple times in regards to her body. And even on the rap caviar um, Hulu documentary, Coil Array has a specific episode. And in that episode, she talks about you know, how she was so depressed because she was bullied about her body. So it's like, okay, yeah, you maybe might have not tried to diss her, but in the same vein, I could see how Coyle Ray could, could have taken it the wrong way. So it's like, it leaves room to assume. Um, but Lotto has always showed like love and support to a lot of girls in the industry. So I don't really see her as someone that's like, you know, catty or messy. And what I will say with a lot of the new girls, like they are really Wait, showing ho- support. Hold, hold on real quick. I'm sorry. I apologize. Are we really <laughs> going to let Lotto get that lie off? Is that really what she said as a defense? She said, she said Coyle Ray. She said I'm smoking on a blunt as big as Coyle Ray like she's a big star. We not, we not believing that. That's that don't sound like cap to you. That come on now, like. But here's the thing. But here's the that thing. That sound like that sound like that sound like when Drake when Drake said on a uh, Circo Loco with the album with Twenty One where he 
uh, where mm-hmm. people thought he was talking about Meg Thee Stallion. That that sound like he remember he was like some oh, of the I girl getting shots, about. but she's still a stallion. And people thought he was talking about Meg Thee Stallion. It was like, uh, fam, it kind of sounds like you're talking about it. Like, what we is it is it really I, like? I, I, <laughs> I get it. Like, and I wish like I wish we could bring Lotto on so she could really clear it up. <laughs> but what I will say too, I know when Lotto's dissing somebody for a fact. I know, I know. I could name you a couple songs where Lotto dissed Nicki and didn't say her name. Like mm. the type of rapper that she is, and the type of artist that she is, when she's dissing somebody, she's not gonna say their name. So it's like I'm torn, but again, I feel like we are coming out of you know this era of the rap girls beefing. I feel like we were really doing mm. good, and then we had a hiccup with this Coyle Ray and this Lotto. But they also were able to work it out. Last I checked, like, you know, Lotto performed the song again her second weekend at Coachella. And she was like, you know, Coyle Ray, I love your body. And then Coyle Ray had wrote back on Twitter and was like, you know, oh, I misunderstood. It's all love, Lotto, or something of that nature. So I think we are coming out of that space. And if you look at, like, all the other rap girls, like the Lola Brooks, um, City Girls, Lotto... Uh, Breezy, uh, Cali, like I'm seeing like a lot of the girls collaborating together and like bringing each other up. Like Lotto mm. just had um, Lola Brooke on her radio show. Um, she had Chloe, Chloe Bailey. So it's like I I see more support than versus the arguing and fighting. And it's not to say that we won't ever experience that because that's life. And you know, yeah, male rappers do all the time. But I do think for women, it's really heightened. Like when there is drama versus when there's drama with men is not at the same level. Like people like online really like tug and pull at it to make it bigger than what it actually is. No, that's real. That's real. I I, I, I like what you said there. I'm glad you I'm glad you ended on that because you're right. Like I do think the fans, you know, speaking of. You know, mm-hmm. the barbs and speaking of stand culture, you know, there's that show on, I uh, believe, was it Hulu? I can't remember. It's a show called uh, Amazon Sworn. Um, there you go. Thank you. I, I knew you knew mm-hmm. what I was talking about. But there's that show, which, and I haven't seen it, but I'm familiar with what it's about, where it kind of highlights this idea of stand culture and how, you know, mm-hmm. it can be detrimental to a lot of Correct. people in the real world, right? No. Nobody mm-hmm. really, everybody thinks everything exists online, but it's like, yo, there's real implications with blindly supporting somebody. You cause a lot of drama. It can also, imp- like you said, impact how these rappers think they should move and they may diss somebody mm-hmm. unnecessarily. It can cause issues. So I'm not trying to blame fans fully. I do think people should be accountable. Rappers should right. be accountable for their own actions. I think, I think everybody shares some blame. But what I will say is this: you're you're right about the fact that like, it's it's interesting about like the the state of women rap right now because I do think it's in a great place. I think right. it's in an amazing place actually. I think like we seeing new rappers come up every day at this point. It's kind of interesting and, and impressive at this point. Um, but I what I hope and um, I don't know if we're gonna get there soon, but I, I think it's gonna happen. I just don't know when. What what. And and you tell me if I'm crazy because I've made this take before, where I feel mm-hmm. like, um, while women are having a moment right now in rap, you know, mm-hmm. um, getting recognized, 
you know, getting that mainstream love. Mm-hmm. You know, I don't know if we have seen yet a wave of women in rap that are being acknowledged for more than just a record, right? Like, I get it. We're in a different era. So, like, the album doesn't mean as much anymore. But if you if you really think about, like, why I, I personally believe, like, Nicki Minaj is so coveted and, and heralded is because not only is she a phenomenal rapper right like she she better than right. a lot of dudes like let's be very clear right i do think there's more to what nikki has been able to do from a body of work standpoint and i'm just I, mm-hmm. I don't know i'm just not really seeing that from the women and i feel like that's the next step for women it's like all right you got the record everybody rocks with you but it's like yo where is the ability for the the dudes to come here and, and really get behind and say nah but like it's more than just a record it's more than just her look where's the mm. body of work where's the music I, I i don't know maybe i'm crazy maybe i'm just not tapped in enough but i feel like that is the piece that's not there at the moment with this new crop it is music but again i, I do agree with you that we're not seeing like major bodies of work anymore because i don't know if like the the thing with the new girls is that they are still very new like yeah. out of all like out of out of all the new girls that i could think of from the top of my head like lakia for example she signed to qc she's yep. released like projects and eps but i don't think she's released her debut album yet you know lola brooke i know she just signed to arista a couple months back but she's also still very new like she hasn't released a you know, a project or EP yet. So I think a lot of the new girls are getting accustomed. Ice Spice, you know, Met Gala, she hasn't released a project (laughs) yet. But again, like, I think another issue we're seeing too with a lot of the new girls and just artists in general is they're getting thrown into the industry. And this is a conversation I had with um, Fame, who I interviewed yesterday, who's an artist manager. Artist development is lacking. And when you're lacking artist development, you're not going to be ready to put out a project. Mm. A project is a full body of work, and you also have to experience certain things to get these certain songs together and make this masterpiece of a project. The issue, another issue, back to even TikTok, is that you could upload a song, now you're viral, and now you have all these people coming at you at once to sign you. You sign, and then this is your new life, right? But you never got yeah. any time to process your old life. I know, mm. I know stories of artists that were on house arrest, made a little song, uploaded it, went viral. Literally had all the labels coming at them at once. So I also know artists that signed for that are signing for ten thousand bands. Like it's really <laughs> nasty out here. So it's just like I feel like uh, until we get yeah. some more like structure yeah is then the projects can roll out because the girls are still just trying to figure it out i respect that too you know and and i i understand where you're coming from we talked about that on this show a lot actually Mm -hmm. which is this artist development where it's not there and this ain't just about the women it's about just in general like artist development it's not really a thing anymore you feel me and so yeah, it's. I think. I think it kind of. It, it's. It's hurting the development of artists ultimately, which hurt it, which is hurting the music. And so, mm-hmm. the other thing I will say, and I guess the last thing I'm gonna say on this is like, 
you know, again, I'm so glad we I got a woman on this show, man. Like I've been trying to get I've been trying to get this off. I've been like, damn, who can I talk to? Like I can't talk to a dude about this, you know? Cause like, okay, think about it like this. Recently, mm-hmm. we saw a, a huge increase in the interest and I'll say popularity in women's basketball with um mm-hmm. LSU. What's, uh, LSU, but um what's her name? Reese? The girl who was beefing with the other white girl from Iowa and it became mm-hmm. this national story and it got a mm-hmm. lot of people's people interested and it was well documented that that final game, that championship game in women's basketball was it broke records. Like it beat the it beat out the men's game. Like it 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 became mm-hmm. a thing where now People from all backgrounds, whether you're a man, woman, boy, girl, whatever the case may be, are interested in women's basketball. And I feel like there's that is on the horizon for women rap, female rap, where it's like, I don't think it has happened yet. And I and I think I, I think it's there. I think we're all paying attention. But I'm talking about like that next step to where we start saying, all right, damn, like they are equally as important. And of course, you guys are like. I love a lot of female rappers and whatnot, but I'm just talking about like when I think about artists like, for example, Glorilla, you know, I think about artists like even Lotto. I think about mm-hmm. artists like Nicki Minaj. There's there's a couple that come to mind that to me, I think defy the gender gap where a lot of dudes rock with them too. It's not okay, just the women, can. right? And yeah. I think that like, it's interesting because I haven't quite put my finger on what makes the masses rock with the women as opposed to just the women supporting them publicly. And I feel, but but if I were to guess, I think it has to do with like the approach to music, like the songwriting, like what they're talking about in the records that get a people that are not just the females rocking with the music. I think it has a lot to do mm-hmm. about that. I mean, what do you think? What do you think about that? Like, is the songwriting that important to getting more than just the the women behind the music? I think it's the songwriting. I think how it's being delivered. Like, a lot of men love Lola Brooke because she's New York. Like, she's Brooklyn. She's raw. She's real. She's not watering herself down. And she's always been that way. Even when I interviewed her two years ago, she was like, you know, coming up in the industry, I had people that would tell me like, change my voice and you know, not be so rough, but she was like, this is just who I am, like, and I'm not going to change that. Now, if you go to her, um, her, like, catalog, you will see, like, in the beginning, she did try to change her voice, but she reverted back to who she really is, Mm. and I just think, you know, the men could, the men could fuck with it. Don't play with it, don't play with it, don't play with it. Like, they like that. They like Like, that, because it's like, they can, they can relate. Yo, don't play with it. Like she's real, she's raw. Um, yeah. yeah. Well, I'll be paying attention to a lot of these women out here. You know, <laughs> I think I think a lot of them got talent. They're getting that shine, but you know, there's there's more. I think working a lot more that's coming through the door. That we'll see we'll see how this unfolds. You know, um, for sure. But I just wish you know at the top they can get it together because you know I do think those collaborations is kind of or the lack thereof of a lot of these bigger collaborations is probably you know doing doing more damage than good if i'm being real yo Kristen, this has been amazing uh give the people your socials where can they find you at and uh yeah talk to them first i just want to thank y'all for having me it was super dope um i had a grand old time uh my instagram 
and Twitter and all my social platforms is Kristen Ayana, K-R-I-S-T-E-N-A-Y-A-N-A-H. You can follow Black Talk Radio, Black Talk Radio on Instagram. Our YouTube is Black Talk Radio, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, iHeart. Um, anywhere you get your podcasts, we're up there. That's that's me in a nutshell. There you have it, guys. Y'all make sure to get over there, follow her. Uh, tap in everything she she got going on. You know, if you've made it this far, hit that subscribe button. Don't play with it. You know, just go ahead and do your thing. We know you want to do it. It's cool. You know, and, and make sure to leave us a comment. You know, how'd you like the episode? What, what would you like us to talk about in the next episode? Shout out to my boy QD, man. He going to be on the next one. You missed out on a great episode, but, you know, he's here in spirit. As <laughs> always, if you're giving advice... Just make sure it's ill. Bow.